Hi, my name is Ben Lowell, and this is Back to the Bible, Canada and Truth in Life Today. And of course, today we're with Dr. John Newfeld and special guest Isaac Dagno from In Doubt Ministries, which is Back to the Bible, Canada's young adult ministry. Uh, we're so grateful to have you here today and to be viewing this again. And, and we're going to hit on a, an interesting topic today. And, and, and I was thinking about it as, as we were discussing it earlier uh, like, how do we romanticize this? How do we make it sort of, yeah. uh, sort of exciting for people? And it will be exciting, uh, but when we talk about the title of it, the Reformation, like, you know, it, maybe some people are going to all of a sudden decide, I want to watch something else. Right. But I tell you what, you're going to miss something significant if you do. Uh, this is a critical time, I think, in the history of the church. Uh, it changes the church forever. Yeah. And uh, I think even today, I think as we look at it and look at what came out of it, I think it speaks so profoundly to the church today. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, talk to Dr. Newfeld and Isaac about the Reformation. And I just uh, hope you'll uh, take the opportunity to listen up because this is, I think, transformative stuff for the church. So, John, let's start because there's a lot of us out there, and, and I think probably the majority even in the church, that when we talk about the Reformation, we think about art or we think about music, or, you know, we, 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 we misunderstand the Renaissance, the Renaissance yeah. 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 And, and so we misunderstand what it's all about. So maybe you can give us a quick history lesson, and then why maybe, uh, why is it important to us today? Yeah, the history begins in October 31st, 1517. An Augustinian monk in Wittenberg, Germany, by the name of Martin Luther, had been studying in the seminary there and was also charged with teaching the book of the Psalms and the book of Romans. Because of his study in the book of Romans, he had come to recognize that the entire message of the Catholic Church was wrong. See, the Catholic Church had taught him that one is justified by what you do. I mean, this is a long story and I'm, yeah. I'm simplifying it. But through studying the book of Romans, he'd come to realize that we are justified by faith and by faith alone. Something else had happened in his village. And I just feel like we need to know the rest of the story. And that is, there was a man by the name of John Tetzel. And John Tetzel was selling indulgences. So Ben, if your dad had died and was languishing in purgatory, you could buy an indulgence for him. And it would be a piece of paper that would be given to you and you could Purchase your father's mm -hmm. freedom from purgatory. And Luther was just incensed by this because it contradicted his own mm -hmm. study of the book of Romans. Yeah. So on that fateful day, on October 31st in 1517, armed with a piece of paper in hand and a hammer and nails, he goes to the church door in Wittenberg and he pounds this message onto the door of the church called the 95 Theses in which he calls the church to repent of her bad doctrine, mm. and turn to Christ and to the Bible. And what was interesting about all of this is that a man by the name of Gutenberg had invented something called the printing press. And so that, that piece of paper got printed and sent all over Germany and eventually all over Christendom. And people were reading this and this lit a fire mm -hmm. that called the church to go to scripture and not to the Pope, or to the priest for the answer, but scripture alone. I mean, that really fundamentally is the story. Yeah. So much more to it. There's yeah. drama, there's, you know, I mean, there's armies, there's, there's uh, intrigue, there's politics. Yeah. I mean, it's just a great story, but yeah. that's how it starts. Now, there's talk about the, the five solas. Yeah. 
can you describe what those are and why those are important? Yeah, I mentioned sola scriptura. So sola scriptura is scriptures alone. Yeah. And so we, uh, we trust not in what the church teaches, but we trust in what the scriptures teach. So then we also have sola gratia, that is we are saved by grace alone. That is the only way to salvation is that God gives grace so that we might be saved. We don't earn it. And that grace comes by faith alone. So we have again an alone here, so faith alone. And that it is done by Christ alone, not the sacraments. And it is to the glory of God alone. And it's because the glory, the church receives no glory. We receive no glory by our salvation. God himself accomplished everything, and all glory goes to him. There's no sharing in that glory. So that really are the five solas of the Reformation. And that often gets repeated in a number of different So how does that transform the church? Well, Ben, I think it transforms the church. First of all, if we can back up a little bit. So let me get back to the scriptures alone. In the time of Luther, almost no one had the Bible. But if you would have asked a Roman Catholic in the Middle Ages, do you trust in the Bible? They would have said, of course we do. It's our authority. But the authority worked differently. And I love to tell the story of Origen, who is a long time before Luther. But Origen is the author of something called the allegorical method of Bible interpretation. So when Origen would tell the story of the Good Samaritan, well, the Good Samaritan, I mean, the man who fell among thieves, that's Adam. The thieves are the devil and his angels. The Good Samaritan is Christ. The place he takes him to the inn is the church. And the money he leaves for his welfare are the sacraments so that the church can bring healing to anyone. Wow. See. That's, wow, <laughs> that's I never read that. Wow. See, but that's this allegorical method was the common method in which the Bible was being uh, taught. Okay. But Luther said, no, no, we pay attention to the plain meaning of the text, the grammar of the text. I mean, that's why all the Reformation churches said to their pastors, we don't care what you think. We only care what the Bible actually teaches, and your job is to take the Bible verse by verse mm -hmm. and explain its plain meaning so that everybody can begin to read and understand it for themselves. Yeah. That changes everything, Ben. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm thinking of the Reformation. I'm thinking of young adults right yeah. now, and I'm thinking of probably their um, complete absence of understanding of what the Reformation is yeah. all about. Yeah. But how do you see it as being critical today for the young adult or the message of the Reformation? Yeah, for sure. And you know, in a, in a more poetic, very simple way, uh, I, I don't know what it is in Latin, you might tell me, but there, on the wall, in, it might be Germany, there's the uh, after darkness light. And it's, it's about the Reformation because in the medieval ages or the, uh, the Middle Ages, uh, it was kind of known as this dark period. And as John was just saying, you had a lot of people hearing from their you know, pastors or priests what the Bible says, but they're kind of in the dark. They don't really know. Uh, the truth of the word, and then finally the Reformation is this light. The light of the gospel finally shines from the revealing of the word of God given into the farmers and the peasants and everybody, which is so exciting. Um, but the Reformation, I mean, has huge impact on young adults today. I think of many young adults today who are entering into college and university, and, uh, you know, their, their churches at home or the local churches and their parents at home might have not been so, you know, they might not really know about the Reformation. They might not know the the seriousness and the importance of knowing scripture alone and all these different things. So now you have these sort of like, you know, semi kind of strong Christians, young adults going into college, and you might run into a professor like 
Dr. Bart Ehrman, who's a very popular scholar today, uh, and they'll just quickly demyth the entire Bible. And if you're not strong on knowing scripture alone, grace alone, all these different things, uh, there's so many young adults, unfortunately, kind of fall. Um, and this is all from the Enlightenment and understanding all these different things, but uh, it's so important today for young adults to know that it's, it is scripture alone. It's not science and all the reason and logic and all these different things. So there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, when I was looking over the five solas, I thought to myself, uh, you know, really, uh, everything that is there is, are, are, are the five things are really being so significantly challenged mm -hmm. by the world and by society today. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know how we speak into that, but, un, but unless we understand that those fundamental things mm -hmm. are critical to the church, and then we're lost. Yeah, I think they're critical to the church. Uh, ben, I was in a conversation just the other day uh, with two young men, and uh, they said, you know, we've been looking at all the different theological options in our day. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, one thing we've noticed about Reformation Christians, everything seems to flow from this idea of biblical inerrancy. Mm -hmm. The Bible is the final word for all of faith and conduct. By the way, I think the only way you can have a Reformation church is if you have expositional preaching. Sure. See, if you start with topical, you know, and you get this so often today, you know, um, how to have a great sex life, how to get along with your wife, you know, how, how to feel personally fulfilled in life, how to get the things that you really want. I mean, all the how-to stuff and on and on it goes. Well, you actually can't pick up your Bible and find anything like that. And so what's happening is that the priest or the preacher claims to have some kind of a specialized knowledge. Mm -hmm. And he's going to tell you what God is really saying. Whereas what the pastor should be doing is saying, look, let's open the text together. I'll show you how to read yeah. this. Yeah. I'll show you how to apply that. That makes a Reformation church. That's the fundamental starting place. Yeah. Now, it's interesting. I, I, I go back to you, Isaac. I, I, I think... Uh, we see a shift in the church. We see a shift in young people in respect to what they desire out of their Bible teachers or out of their pastors. Uh, I think we get this sense that people want to hear the topical things. People want to hear the self-help types of messages. And yet I think, you know, the churches that are making uh, incredible inroads yeah. into our communities are the expositional preachers for young people as well. Yeah, I just saw a study, I think, you know, within the year uh, from CBC, from all people, and they were saying that uh, conservative churches that taught the literal interpretation of the Bible, you know, quote-unquote literal, uh, were growing a lot more than liberal progressive churches. Yeah. And that just shows evidence to that as well. I also just saw a study recently saying that it was done in 2013, so a little bit of years ago now, but still, uh, in 2013, 30% uh, of millennials, at least in America, um, Christian millennials, had a very strong high view of, of Scripture as well. So we do see this, uh, this trend that's kind of going up right now, which I think is very So do you think there's a thirst then, or what is there a thirst for from young people in respect to the Bible? You know, well, recently we just did a Bible study. Uh, a Romans Bible study, Dr. John came and there was, you know, we filled uh, a room with young adults and when I, you know, got them to fill out the feedback uh, forms, they were saying that what they uh, found the most helpful and intriguing was the thoroughness of the Bible study and uh, one, one girl said this, she said, it reinvented the way that I read the Bible. Wow. And it, it opens, so it's like, okay, so what are they looking for? They're looking for, they're for, for truth. They're looking for truth. 
Uh, and, and to know that they don't have to have, let's say, Dr. John always there next to them showing them, yeah. but Dr. John showing them how they can understand and take apart phrases and understand key themes and all these different things, which is, it's growing. That's fantastic. You know, there's so much more to talk about, and we're going to talk more about this next week, about how the Reformation really transforms the church today and individuals and their understanding of God and His Word. So thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we hope you've learned something. Uh, we hope you're being encouraged to get back into the Word. And uh, we just look forward to seeing you again next week right here on Back to the Bible Canada's Truth and Life Today. We hope you're enjoying the new Truth and Life Today show with Dr. John Newfeld. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode each week. But we want you to be involved in the show. To submit your own personal questions to Dr. John, you can email us at info at backtothebible.ca or find us on Facebook by searching Truth and Life Today.